0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the New Review of Film and Television Studies podcast. My name is Max Bledstein, and I'm web and social media editor for the New Review of Film and Television Studies. I'm also a casual academic at the University of New South Wales, where I teach on film and media. And I'm really excited to be here with today's guest, Professor Adam Lowenstein, to talk about his latest book, Horror, Film, and Otherness. I'll tell you a bit more about Adam now. Adam is Professor of English and Film and Media Studies at the University of Pittsburgh. In addition to horror film and otherness, he is also the author of Dreaming of Cinema, Spectatorship, Surrealism and the Age of Digital Media, and Shocking Representation, Historical Trauma, National Cinema, and the Modern Horror Film, all published by Columbia University Press. Adam is especially invested in horror studies and is the director of Pitt's Horror Studies Working Group, as well as a board member of the George A. Romero Foundation. He played a central role in the acquisition of the George A. Romero Collection for Pitt's Horror Studies Archive. He has held visiting professorships at Columbia University, New York University, and Tel Aviv University, and received a McGeorge Fellowship from the University of Melbourne, as well as a Guggenheim Fellowship the John Simon Guggenheim Memorial Foundation. Adam, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks, Max. It's great to be here with you.
0: So uh, I do want to talk today um, primarily about your latest book, which I think is wonderful. First of all, I, I work on horror cinema myself, and I've found the arguments really provocative. I've already given a conference presentation where I've worked with some of the concepts from your book. And I'm really excited to see over the coming years, honestly, how scholars make use of the ideas that you've introduced here. So I'd really like to kind of tease those out today. So uh, I wanted to start by-
1: First first of all, thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I wanted to start by kind of getting you to tell us maybe a bit about the core argument in your book, your argument revolves around a contrast you draw with the work of the late critic Robin Wood. Um, so could you start by telling us a bit about who Robin Wood was and how you agree and disagree with him?
1: Well, Robin Wood is uh, quite understandably uh, uh, thought of as one of the foundational figures of, uh, of film and media studies. Um, he was a critic who um uh really uh uh helped shape the field as we as we as we know it doing important work on everything from uh uh from hitchcock to uh politics in film to gender in film uh to sexuality in film um uh so his work uh has 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 been very influential for for me and for for many others um i i really felt like um, this book needed to address uh, Robin's work centrally because it's been so influential for creating what is now an emergent field in its own right, which is horror studies. Uh, and, and, and Robin's essay, uh, An Introduction to the American Horror Film, which he published in 1979, uh, has been particularly uh, uh, essential for um, setting the terms for what horror studies is and what it does and and, and what it believes in. Um, So uh, I really um, am very indebted to Robin Wood um, for the work that he's done because there's no way I could do the work that I do without him. Um, And and I was very lucky to be able to tell him this in person when I met him uh, back in 1999 at a conference at NYU that was celebrating uh, Alfred Hitchcock's 100th birthday uh, and I was able to 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 tell him that. and and uh, it meant a lot to me to be able to to do that and for him to be able to hear it and and uh, 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 and and this book is is is, of course, an argument in many ways with 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 his work, but it's also a celebration of his work because there's no way uh, that horror studies could exist or that I could do the work that I do without the work that Robin has done.
0: Thanks. Um, So maybe could you expand a bit and tell us about what that argument is, what Robin's core argument in an introduction to the American horror film is and how it is that you agree and disagree with that? Because as you say, it's an argument and uh, his work has been very influential. And I certainly don't read the book as a complete repudiation of Wood. So could you tell us a bit more about that?
1: It's not a repudiation of Wood. It's 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 really a uh, a spirited conversation with him. And and I think about uh, there's a great book by Charles Barr, the scholar Charles Barr, uh, called English Hitchcock, and he describes the book as a uh, uh, an ongoing discussion with Robin Wood. Also, where he says uh, uh, his 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 sort of response to to Robin is yes, but. And, uh, and he sees that as sort of the ultimate compliment in many ways, uh, the yes, but response. And, and I, I, I see what I'm doing in conversation with Robin Wood's work to be similar. Um, one of the things that Robin Wood was able to accomplish with an in, in introduction to the American horror film and the retrospective uh, of horror films that he screened at, at, at the Toronto uh, Film Festival in 1979 in, in collaboration with Richard Lipp. Is um, he was really able to make a strong case for taking the horror film seriously as uh, as 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 politics uh, as 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 something that matters to the culture. Um, and um, I also believe that the horror film matters to culture, to politics, to history, uh, and to art and aesthetics. Uh, and um, so we're, we're 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 agreed there. Um, the, the the place where my argument differs is uh I really think about um the horror film's relation to otherness, which is which is social difference um, as a matter of transformation and metamorphosis rather than the sort of fixed categories that Robin Wood came up with by telling us that the basic formula for, for all horror films is normality is threatened by the monster. And, and when that formula is applied to how the films work, you come up with either a progressive horror film that deals with uh, the elements of normality and monstrosity in a way that's, uh, that's, that's uh, progressive, and, uh, and then a wing of horror films that deal with the categories of normality and monstrosity in a way that he deems reactionary um so in short there's uh, a a sort of a classification system that's built into woods critical model that um that that really does put the films into into certain um uh categories and 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 uh sort of uh evaluates them as 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 fixed in that in that way um so my model is 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 more uh uh in process i guess and 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 sort of more open to uh ambiguity ambiguities and, and contingencies and uh, and the idea of, of what i call transformative otherness this idea that the other and normality um are uh are really always transforming one into the other into the other into the other rather than Things that are oppositional and sort of begin at opposite poles and then conflict and then uh, sort of go back to their to their opposite poles. Um, so, transformative otherness is what I've put in the place of Robin Woods' progressive and reactionary categorizations of horror.
0: Excellent um, and. This idea of transformative otherness and material from the book's first chapter in which you really unpack this concept uh, first appeared in an essay called A Reintroduction to the American Horror Film, which was published in the Wiley Blackwell History of American Film in 2012. It's over 10 years later now. has your thinking about transformative otherness changed since then or is this just been sort of a single idea that you've been waiting to address in this book until now?
1: Oh it's changed a lot. Uh, transformative otherness is not a term I use in that first version of of the uh, argument at all. It's not a term that I had I had come up with uh, at that point um so that's a major difference between the 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 early version and the and the uh, the book version. But I think another thing that's, that's really, uh, different in terms of contexts, uh, between 2012 and now is, uh, precisely the, uh, the emergence of horror studies as a, as a field. Um, and, uh, I think I really thought hard about what I wanted this book to do to help scholars who are working in horror studies or or scholars who are interested in the idea of horror studies and and maybe have not experienced it uh, i wanted to provide a sort of map for the the past present and future of horror studies and i and i wanted to 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 make sure there was a way uh for readers to understand where did horror studies come from uh where what are the sorts of arguments that that put Eventually, horror studies on the map, and then what are the sorts of things we should be thinking about uh, and and weighing as we think about what kind of future does horror studies uh, uh, have, and 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 where do we want it to go? And 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 I'm a firm believer that if 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 we don't consider the past uh, alongside our present and our wishes for the future, then you know, we, we, we're not in the most advantageous position. So I really wanted to make sure that the book uh, uh, laid out this map and, and, and could be, to the best of my ability, as helpful uh, to as many uh, scholars and, and fans and uh, enthusiasts uh, and, and just curious parties as, as, as I could possibly address.
0: And Along those lines, I'm kind of interested in your own relationship with Wood's work. I know you said that you had a chance to meet him and you've talked about how his work has been very influential for you. And I, I know for myself that I first read an introduction to the American horror film in undergrad. We watched Night of the Living Dead and used Wood's ideas to talk about this idea of the politics of the horror film which as you're saying is in itself very influential because that was not an idea that was widely taken up at the time Um, and so that has been an essay that has continued to stick with me Um, and so I'm curious if you sort of read it the first time and thought well this isn't quite there to was there a point where you realized that you thought there were limitations to this argument? No.
1: Yeah, it's a great question uh and and it sends me sort of down memory lane in the sense that uh when I was an undergraduate student and I was writing a uh thesis uh, uh at the end of my undergraduate years and 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 the two most important uh Scholarly sources that 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 I that I can recall at this point um, for my work, and and it was a thesis surprise surprise on David Cronenberg, which is uh, has been a point of of uh, obsession for me for a long time. <laughs> I've yet to write a book without a Cronenberg chapter in it, uh, and horror film and otherness is no exception. Uh, uh, so I was writing about Cronenberg, and the two sources that that seemed essential to me were. Uh, Carol Clover's men women and chainsaws uh, which which had been recently published at that point um and Robin Wood's introduction to the American horror film. Um, and these two uh, sources just seemed uh, like godsends to me I mean they, they, they were the things I could look at and say, look, I'm not crazy I I, I can talk about horror films in a in a serious scholarly way and um, I'm not just... You know, a lunatic alone in the wilderness. You know, there 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 are these other smart people who are who are who have done this work and 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 who have said compelling things. And so I have people to be in conversation with. Um, so uh, so right from the beginning, he he Robin Wood was was crucial to me. But also right from the beginning, he was a big problem for me because his opinion of David Cronenberg's films was the. Exact opposite of, of mine. Um, uh, everything that I found sort of fascinating and compelling and admirable and uh uh and 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 uh impressive about Cronenberg's work, he found detestable, really. Um and and uh uh and and sort of as much as I saw Cronenberg as sort of the heart of why I was interested in horror, I think Wood really felt like Cronenberg was the, uh, the 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 sort of uh, the the apex of how horror can go wrong, and 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 how you know his reactionary category um, was really embodied spectacularly well by Cronenberg, and 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 for Wood, a reactionary film is not a film that he likes or approves of or or wants to uh champion. Um so in hindsight it was great because if 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 Robin Wood had had felt the same way about Cronenberg as I had, I, I would have had much less fuel for my engine to 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 talk about Cronenberg in a in a different way. And of course Robin had talked about him so differently than I had, but he'd done it in a really smart and compelling way. And so I was off and running. So uh that that was the beginning of a long Critical conversation with with Wood that that continues in, in in horror film and otherness.
0: And I have the sense from what you're just saying, and of course from reading your work, that you do feel this very personal connection to the work of David Cronenberg. And you start this book off with these very personal reflections on the 2018. Massacre at Tree of Life Synagogue and George Romero's passing in 2017, and how you've reflected on your own identity as a Jew living in Pittsburgh in relation to these events. So could you tell us a bit more about how you think about horror in relation to these events and what made you decide them to discuss them in this book?
1: Sure thing. Yeah. I mean, to me, horror has always been, uh, uh, personal as well as professional. Um, I, I, I was a, a, a fan of the horror genre long before I became a professor and, uh, my enthusiasm for, for the films has not been dulled at all by being, uh, a professor. Um, so, so for me, horror is, 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 uh, uh, is is something that's always been close to me, um, uh, as well as something that's that's been uh, work that I take seriously. Um, so I, I think this 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 moment in 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 2018, where uh, I was working on uh, a project with a, a great group of collaborators across the city of Pittsburgh to uh, uh, to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Night of the Living Dead. Um, and to honor the, the the career of George Romero, who had passed away recently, um, to have that uh, sort of wind up coinciding with the awful uh, shootings at the Tree of Life. Synagogue um, really sort of forced me in many ways to uh, to look more closely at this personal slash professional relationship I had to to horror and and the question of, you know what? What does horror in the fictional genre sense sort of mean uh, or matter uh, when you're encountering such uh, uh, devastating real life horror, uh, like the anti-Semitic uh, killings at at Tree of Life, um, uh, uh, and especially at a time when the entire city uh, uh, is 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 on the one hand celebrating. George Romero's amazing career and accomplishments, and then, on the other hand, reeling from this uh this awful uh attack and um uh, and and and, you know, can you put these two things together? Should you put these two things together?, uh, uh, must we put these two things together? Um, it, going through that, myself really was the genesis of the book. um, and and I really felt like, Uh, uh, horror in the fictional genre sense um, is not lived sense. It's actually a very important resource uh, for us to think about uh, and confront and recognize real-life horror. Um, And so for me, uh, especially as as a Jew in Pittsburgh um, at that moment, um, it really felt like horror had a lot to teach me, um, and, uh, and, uh, and tell me about how to process something as unthinkable and, uh, devastating as the tree of life killings.
0: Excellent. Thank you. Um, and on that note, I'm wondering if you could tell us a bit more about the, Films and filmmakers you discuss in this book. We've talked about Cronenberg a bit, uh, but he's only one part of the book. So could you tell us more about the thinking behind the selection of your case studies for exploring this idea of transformative otherness?
1: Yeah, sure. I, I uh, uh, Again, back to that idea of wanting to sort of provide a map for the the, the past, present and future of horror studies. I really tried to to sort of select my cases in a way that would resonate with that with that mission. Um, so the first part of the book is 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 really largely an engagement with uh, with Robin Wood's work, and so I, I touch on films that meant a lot uh, to him, um, especially in introduction to the American horror film. So Halloween and The Omen and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre get a lot of attention. Um, in the first chapter, um, and then in the second chapter, uh, a film that Robin Wood does not talk about, uh, 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 which is *The Shout*, um, occupies the the center of, of of chapter two. But but along lines that Wood sort of suggest, which is uh, uh, his interest in the connection between surrealism and horror, uh, which which appears in 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 the introduction to the American Horror Film, but but it's not sort of uh, the center of the essay, but. My my chapter on the shout sort of uh extrapolates that uh with a film that uh really sort of straddles the line between horror and uh and art, between genre and surrealism, and uh and sort of pushes you know the idea that surrealism is is worth thinking about under the umbrella of horror. Um so that 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 that's a way of sort of um Putting in the piece of the map that uh, that uh, responds directly to Robin Wood's work, uh, and then the second uh, part of the book um, deals with canonical horror filmmakers uh, that that you know are are sort of essential to understanding uh, uh, the modern horror film, and that's that's Toby Hooper, uh, director but most famously of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it's George Romero, uh, director most famously of *Night of the Living Dead*, and it's David Cronenberg, um, who we've we've touched on already. Uh, uh, so there, I wanted to make sure I was addressing filmmakers that would be recognizable um, to people who are uh, interested in 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 horror, uh, either deeply or just glancingly. Um, so I, I I wanted to have those recognizable names be. Addressed, but also to be addressed in unusual ways, um, and 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 the films in those chapters are not always the typical films that um, are uh, are focused on when those filmmakers uh, are are studied. So with with Toby Hooper, we're getting not just the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but things like the Funhouse and Life Force and uh, and Poltergeist, uh, and with George Romero, we're really focusing uh uh on Martin uh rather than Night of Living Dead or Dawn of the Dead or or uh or 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 the other sequels to to, to to Night of the Living Dead. Um and with Cronenberg um uh we're we're looking at uh uh The Brood and and Scanners which are important early films, but then also later films like Maps to the Stars and The Dangerous Method, you know, films that lots of critics say have nothing to do with horror at all and uh you know really don't merit discussion in conjunction with Cronenberg's earlier work in any way but I, I sort of try to make a case through through Jewishness as a lens to understand Cronenberg that that they they do belong. Um, and then finally there's a part three to the book that that is more geared towards the future of horror studies with lesser known uh directors who hopefully by by the time uh, somebody else uh, writes writes uh, uh, a book like this, you know, decades down the road will be canonical uh, figures. Uh, so looking at uh, 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 Marina Devon's uh, In My Skin, uh, Stephanie Rothman's Velvet Vampire, um, uh, Jennifer Kent's The Babadook uh, in one chapter, um, and then in another chapter looking at Jordan Peele's get out um, alongside uh uh Roman Polanski and Ira Levin's uh Rosemary's baby and um and and then uh Kurt Siodmak's uh screenplay for The Wolfman from 1941. Um so uh uh the the book sort of lays out roughly as 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 sort of um coordinates on a map to, to give a sense of, of the past, present and future of horror studies. And, and, and that's, that's, that's the general shape, I think.
0: And I'm curious if you had any thoughts, maybe reflecting on that kind of generational divide that did you see a marked contrast between the way people like Romero and Carpenter and Cronenberg and Hooper were treating transformative otherness relative to younger directors like Peel and Kent. Is there a contrast there?
1: There's definitely generational differences as, as as one one would expect and hope. Uh I I I think. And one of the most striking ones, I I think, you know, for for people like Jordan Peel and Jennifer Kent, who are sort of building very uh, 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 consciously and, and, and skillfully on the accomplishments of their, of their predecessors, um, uh, they're really able to make some moves that the earlier directors um, don't. Um, uh, and they're able to treat certain things in an explicit way that the earlier directors only treat in an implicit way. Um, so for example, uh, if we compare the uh, uh, the treatment of race um, in something like Romero's Night of the Living Dead up against race in something like Jordan Peele's Get Out, we see a very different um, uh, approach in terms of how foregrounded in an explicit way race can be in Peele's film versus the way it sort of occupies a, a crucial but implicit place in, 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 in Romero's Film um, and 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 I do think that's that's a a market change that has come over time and, and there's something similar if you think about Jennifer Kent and and the Babadook up against something like Carpenter's Halloween right uh, in Halloween we get Laurie the uh, uh, the strong woman figure who's uh, who's really a teen. Babysitter, and not sort of uh, a woman of the world like we get in the Babadook with Amelia, who's not just a, a mother but a single mother who's endured the 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 death of her spouse. I mean, this is a woman in the world in a much more uh, mature and complicated way than than Lori, uh, uh could be in 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 Halloween. Um, so again, you know, a a a, a deeper sort of Engagement with um, uh, the sort of explicit ideas of, uh, of 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 race or gender um, that that are there in the earlier films, but um, but in an implicit way rather than uh, an explicit way. So that that's one that's one change that 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 I see. But then on the other hand, there there are exceptions. Like I think you know. One of the reasons I included Stephanie Rothman's *Velvet Vampire* in that chapter is that, even though it's a film from 1971, I feel like it's a film that still has not been discovered to the to the degree that it should be. Um, and and in many ways, in that film, uh, the 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 desire we see established between uh, uh, the characters of, of Diane and and Susan um, is is sort of. Uh, still ahead of the curve um for a a a lot of uh, contemporary horror. Um so I think we we with horror, you know, the past isn't always past. And 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 I think, you know, putting uh, Stephanie Rothman's work together with that of Marina Devon and, and Jennifer Kent is 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 a way to to remind us of 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 that. And there's a similar move in in the in the other chapter with Peel. Um, and 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 Polanski and Levin alongside Kurt Siadmak who's, who's writing, you know, The Wolfman uh, in 1941.
0: Hmm. Uh, and something else that came out over that response is that in your discussion of transformative otherness that you, you bring this idea up in relation to a number of different identity categories that we just talked about race and gender, but we also get age class and religion. Did you find that there's a difference in how transformative otherness operates in relation to these different categories?
1: Yes, I mean, for me, it really is about the films first as as individual examples. And, and I, I I really try to work as much as I can from the bottom up rather than the top down um so these chapters are all really anchored by close readings of the films themselves rather than sort of you know here's my theory here's my categories now watch how the films fit my model it it really is supposed to be the opposite it's 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 looking at the films in a in a detailed enough way that the ideas emerge from the films rather than the the theory being sort of plunked on top of the films and made to, to, to fit in that way. Um, so each one of the films that I look at through the lenses that I do could be looked at through completely different lenses and, 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 and have quite different, uh, uh, conclusions drawn from them. So for example, you know, Jewishness is the lens that I use to think about Cronenberg's work, but of course, as we know from lots of previous, work, uh, we could say use gender to look at Cronenberg's at films and, and and get quite different things uh, out of the analysis in, in, in that way. Similarly to Romero, I'm focusing on class when it comes to to Martin. But as we know, again, uh, uh, looking at Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, a number of, uh, of other Romero films that have prominent uh, African-American protagonists, you know, race is also something we could talk about in relation to uh, to Romero's films, and and, and again, the, the the conclusions would be quite different. I think so. I, I I'm 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 not saying that you know each of the films or each of the categories works the the same in a sort of uh, in a sort of cookie cutter way. It really does depend on uh, the conjuncture between the, the, the film and, uh, and the, the critical lens that's being applied.
0: I think I'd like to work through that conjuncture a bit more now because a a number of these chapters combine discussion of a film that I would expect to some degree to see in a horror studies book. I I think you do make a good point absolutely about addressing under-discussed works in a number of these cases, but, The films themselves certainly don't seem out of place in a horror studies book, uh, but the theoretical lenses, the ideas that you combine them with, I did find to often be more unexpected. Um, So I'd be curious to hear more about these individual combinations and how you came to them. Um, Starting with your chapter on The Shout, I was particularly fascinated by your use of James Clifford's concept of ethnographic surrealism to discuss Jerzy Skolomowski's The Shout from 1978. Can you tell us a bit more about Clifford's idea and how you decided to apply it to The Shout?
1: Yeah, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I had published a book um, previous to, to horror film and otherness called called Dreaming of Cinema. Uh, that that uh, was about uh, surrealism, spectatorship, and, and digital media, and so um, uh, surrealism has 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 always been a point of fascination for me, too. And uh, uh, the, con- the 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 connections between horror and surrealism, I think, are very uh, suggestive and uh, and and uh, productive, and 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 not as thoroughly explored as you might imagine, given that surrealism has occupied so much real estate. Um, in uh, in art history and 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 in literary studies and uh, 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 and and a number of other uh, areas, um, but it it did feel to me like uh, the shout was an opportunity to uh, uh, to think about surrealism and horror and how they might be connected because the shout really exists right at that intersection. Um, and for good reasons. I mean, Stella Mowski, as we know, is, is uh, uh, a major um, uh, uh, figure of, 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 of the art cinema, of, of Polish cinema, of British cinema, of, of emigre cinema. Um, and, uh, and, and he was uh, a, a, a student of ethnography earlier in his life. Um, so he had that um, uh, uh, to draw upon uh by by the time he got to the shout um and uh uh and it just seemed like this was a film that uh very compellingly captured this concept that James Clifford the uh the anthropologist and historian uh came up with in his uh in his work uh ethnographic surrealism to talk about the idea that in interwar France um the, the the science of ethnography and the art of surrealism were not nearly as neatly divided and defined as we have them now. So it really was a time where ethnography could be more like art and surrealism could be more like science and that there was not a sort of clear um, demarcation between the two of them. And, and that the net result of that is something that we still can learn from which is the idea that uh uh the familiar um can be investigated as something strange um and 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 the strange can be investigated as something familiar um under this rubric of of ethnographic surrealism where we're, we're looking at, at 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 ourselves and and the things that we think we know through the lens of a sort of ethnographer who's looking at, at things that that are that are not familiar, um, that that are other in some kind of way, um, uh, and that we can sort of switch that lens around and 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 learn important things by by doing it. And and, and the shout just seems sort of uh, really uh, 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 open to that sort of analysis because it's a film that's premised on the idea that this uh, this white British man has claimed that he's spent the last 20 years in the Australian outback among Aboriginal people and he's sort of brought back this uh uh this this Aboriginal uh magic with him that includes uh what he calls a terror shout which which is a shout that um is so powerful that it 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 kills anything living within its radius um and that's the sort of heart of the uh the film but uh it's it, it's a very complicated film um and uh and we're never really able to take uh uh the uh testimony of that character um uh without a grain of salt or 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 two or three or several hundred actually and uh it's 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 a film where we really are constantly sort of uh reminded that that our our instinct to want to put things into categories of self and familiar or other and strange are uh, impulses that we need to uh, question and interrogate rather than just follow blindly.
0: Thanks. Um, And the the next combination that I'd like you to, uh, to ask you about is the chapter on Cronenberg. You put the films of Cronenberg in dialogue with the work of French philosopher Emmanuel Levinas and the Frankfurt School film theorist Siegfried Krakauer. And as you say, you're not saying that this is the only thing to be said about Cronenberg, and Cronenberg has been written about so, so much from so many other angles, particularly these three I had not come across outside of your work. Um, So I'd be curious to hear more about how these thinkers, and I think they really all are thinkers, albeit very disparate ones, how do they speak to each other?
1: Yes, uh, since the lens I I am looking at Cronenberg through in this book is Jewishness, uh, uh, I tried to bring to bear um, the, uh, the contours of what I would call Jewish film theory to talk about Cronenberg and uh, and and Levinas and and Krakauer are figures that I, I I I would include there. Krakauer more centrally, Levinas more marginally, but both great thinkers uh, uh, who uh, happen to be Jewish and and happen to have been touched by. World War II and the Holocaust and in, in profound ways that shaped their thinking throughout their uh uh post war lives. Um and uh I think that the aspects of uh what Levinas uh is 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 theorizing with his sort of uh uh ethics and what he calls the optics of face to face encounters, um uh is is as helpful for thinking about Cronenberg's uh, work and its relation to Jewishness as as Krakauer's ideas uh uh about um uh about what he calls the realistic tendency in cinema are, um, and how that really uh springs in many ways from a a sense on Krakauer's part that we bear a responsibility um to uh testifying to events like the holocaust and uh and 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 that film has a role to play in uh in in allowing us to engage with uh, unthinkable events like that that uh uh that that might not be able to be engaged in real life without the mediation of cinema um so to me uh these thinkers really help us to put cronenberg within a trajectory and a genealogy that uh he's not often uh attached to and 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 I think helps us see the films in a in a new and different way and it 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 brings to the forefront aspects of his work that uh that haven't been um really given the attention they deserve uh and and uh you know, thinking for example about his short film at the suicide of the last Jew in the world and the last cinema in the world where he casts himself in the title role, uh, the centrality of, of Jewishness to uh, a dangerous method where he's really tracing the, the disintegration of the relationship between Freud and Jung uh, along lines that that have to do with Freud's Jewishness and Jung's inability to sort of understand what that might mean. Uh, and then, of course, Sabina Spielrein's Jewishness—the woman who sort of comes between them—as uh, as a crucial factor in that uh, in that history and in that uh, sort of uh, uh, you know evolution of psychoanalysis that uh, uh, that the film addresses. So that 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 was the idea with uh, with with putting Cronenberg into that sort of context that would include figures like Levinas and Krakauer rather than. Uh, excluding him from that sort of circle of consideration.
0: Hmm. And Jewishness does come into play in your final chapter as well, where you bring the work of Jordan Peele together with the novelists Ira Levin and Kurt Seogmak. What led you to bring these three together?
1: Well, it started with Jordan Peele himself. Uh he he's been very open and vocal about saying that he is a uh uh a a a a graduate of the Ira Levin school of writing, um, uh, which really I think means that uh uh, uh for for Jordan Peele, reading novels like Rosemary's Baby and The Stepford Wives and The Boys from Brazil um has, has been a crucial part of his uh of his his uh approach to uh uh to writing and to directing and uh and you can see the marks of Ira Levin all over uh Jordan Peele's work and um uh and 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 so when i i uh knew that that Levin was such an important figure uh for Jordan Peele i i started doing more digging uh uh into into uh, that connection into into Levin's work, and what I really found is that one of the things that 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 connects them is is that in in a certain way, what Peel is doing for the African American experience in relation to horror is something that Levin was doing for the Jewish American experience in relation to horror uh, with those novels, and that uh, and that without equating. Of course, the 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 African American experience and the Jewish American experience that there are striking points of, uh, of 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 intersection and 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 opportunities to sort of think together along those uh those those lines uh, around you know what what does race mean in film? What does ethnicity mean in film? What what does otherness mean in in film? Uh, and in horror, uh, in 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 particular, um, and uh, uh, so you know that that's sort of where it began. And and the digging sort of as I dug deeper and deeper and 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 went you know beyond Levin, sort of back to the sorts of things that pre predated Levin. I, I really felt like Kurt Sjodmak was a fascinating uh, case uh, for an older tradition of, of thinking about Jewish horror in that Siadmak was uh, like Krakauer, uh, a German Jew who had to flee uh, Hitler's regime. Um, and uh, for Siadmak, he had to do time in Switzerland and England uh, and France before he made it to America. And, and when he arrived in America in 1937, he like Krakauer, had to establish a whole new career and a whole new language um and uh, uh and for syad that that career path was to to take up um the work he had been doing in germany which was uh writing novels and writing screenplays uh and uh and two of the early works that he was able to uh to complete are, are still very influential for us, which is the screenplay for The Wolfman, 1941, and the novel Donovan's Brain from 1942, which has been filmed uh, uh, a number of times and has also influenced lots and lots of uh, other books and, and, and films uh, and, and, and finds its way into the, into the, uh, the workings of, of Get Out as well, um, if, if not in a conscious way, in, in, in a sort of unconscious way.
0: We're getting towards the end of our time now. Um, I would like to hear you talk a bit more about the first chapter um, and particularly your engagement with this other aspect of horror that Wood was quite critical of in addition to Cronenberg, which was the slasher. Um, And in that chapter, you close read the film Halloween to Illustrate some of the limitations of Wood's critiques. Um, and Wood, as you know very well, is far from the only critic who has maligned the slasher in this way. Plenty of people who are very enthusiastic about horror generally say, yeah, but slashers, not so much for me. Um, but even those people who are very critical of slashers, among those, there are some that see Halloween as an exception to the weaknesses of this subgenre. Do you agree that Halloween is this kind of exceptional slasher? Do you think that we see transformative otherness within this subgenre beyond the film?
1: I mean, I think it's important in terms of uh, understanding where Wood is coming from when he has such an antipathy towards the slasher film uh, is that he really is a critic first and uh, uh uh and and he held uh posts in academic institutions but but he 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 worked as a critic and 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 that's sort of where he uh uh sort of came from and I don't think he ever considered himself a uh an academic he 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 considered himself a a, a working and teaching critic um and so I think like any critic, if if you're exposed to a wave of films in a very short period of time that seems to be doing largely the same thing over and over again uh, without much variation or imagination, I think it's very easy to get uh, jaded and, 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 and sort of despairing about uh, the state of a genre that you care about um, that seems to be going through a kind of a repetition compulsion in some kind of way. Um, so I, I I'm sympathetic to that, um, but I also feel like uh, with 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 the 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 point of view we 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 are able to inhabit, you know, here in, in 2023, uh, we can see that the slasher subgenre is is really one of the most durable and popular forms of the horror film uh, that that has ever existed. Um, and it, it, it's far from being, you know, uh, something that's limited to the 1980s. I mean, it's very much part of the cinematic present tense. Uh, so to dismiss the slasher seems like a, an, uh, a, a, uh, a hasty thing to do if, if only because it, it, it's, its popularity is so, um, so durable and and steadfast. Uh, uh, and and I think you know what what we can see with the benefit of hindsight is is how the slasher film is 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 actually a wider phenomenon than than we originally imagined. and And when we start thinking about things like, oh, you know, how much is the Italian giallo um uh, a sort of uh, a precursor to the slasher film and 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 what would happen if we Thought about Italian giallo films as slasher films or slasher films as giallo films. Um, uh, so 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 switching the focus not just from uh 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 America uh uh to 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 Italy, but then also Italy back to America, um, is is one way of, of sort of expanding our sense of what the slasher film can encompass. The same sort of way, I think. There's important elements in J horror films that that take their cues from slasher movies. Uh uh, you think about, you know, we have final girl like protagonists in in, in in films like Ring and Dark Water uh, and, and The Grudge. Um, and that's an important part of their syntax. Um, so the, if, if we sort of broaden our scope of what the slasher film can encompass, I think we can see a little bit more easily how Halloween is 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 not uh, 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 a standalone exception. It's 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 a accomplished version of a form that has many accomplished uh, uh, examples, um, whether it's from Italian giallo or J horror um, or Uh, uh, higher end examples like The Silence of the Lambs or Zodiac, those are slasher films too, and, uh, and also something like, uh, It Follows, you know, which is a sort of really skilled contemporary, uh, uh, mashup, I guess, of elements that we would consider Italian slasher or J-horror or Italian giallo, um, uh, high-end elements, low-end elements. It follows, takes them all and mixes them all together and gives us a slasher film that is very much original, very much alive, but also very much recognizable as a slasher film.
0: Hmm. So now that you're taking us a bit broader, I thought it might be nice to wrap up by having you tell us a bit about how this book relates to your other work this is now your third book in addition to a number of articles and book chapters you've been thinking through the horror genre in so many different ways could you tell us about how this book fits in with your other work but also does something different
1: yeah I I, I look across the the three books and 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 I I, I of course see many uh uh, uh, points of 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 commonality. The horror film clearly is something I I I, I can't and probably never will get away from, and and uh, and 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 that's okay because I think each of the books thinks about horror in quite different ways. Uh, and and if if shocking representation, the first book was was primarily motivated by an interest in the connections between horror and history and trauma. Then the the second book, Dreaming of Cinema, um, was really motivated by an interest in the connections between um, horror and surrealism and and, and digital media. Um, and then horror film and otherness is 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 really uh, uh, interested in, in horror's connection to uh, to social difference and 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 to mapping horror studies as a as a field. Um, so uh, all interested in horror all with chapters on David Cronenberg uh, but all uh, uh, taking up horror from quite different uh, perspectives. And, 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 and I, I guess I can add the book I'm writing now uh, has the tentative title the Jewish horror film taboo and redemption. And it uh, grows right out of horror film and otherness in that um, one of the categories of social difference that I, explore in horror film and otherness, as we've discussed, is Jewishness. And by the end of horror film and otherness, I just felt like there's so much material there uh, that didn't get into the book uh, that it really deserves a book of its own. And so now I'm engaged in that work. uh, uh, What is a Jewish horror film? um, And uh, what can we learn from it? and, and, And primarily, really front and center is, is, is my gut instinct that the, the deeper we look at Jewish horror, uh, the more it shifts from a sort of marginal tradition within the horror film with, with examples like the Golem or the Dybbuk, uh, and, 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 and the more it becomes a central tradition, uh, in, in, in the horror film. And, uh, and 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 yes, I can tell you there will be a chapter on David Cronenberg, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it has to do with the 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 connection between uh, uh, Cronenberg's The Fly and Franz Kafka's The Metamorphosis. Um, and and here we have two great uh, uh, masters of Jewish horror um, uh, working along lines that. Uh, uh, really uh, intersect in, in 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 fascinating ways, and and Cronenberg has always talked about the fly as his version of the metamorphosis. But for both of these uh, uh, creators, Jewishness has been um, uh, not usually the central category that's been used to think about them, largely because Jewishness is 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 hardly anywhere explicit in their work. Um, but I think for both artists uh, understanding Jewishness as a context for their creativity really enriches our sense of what they're doing and what they're after and what we uh, learn from them. And And to think of them together, uh, uh, my hope is to um, uh, shed light on Cronenberg that comes through Kafka and shed light on Kafka that comes through Cronenberg. And, and the lens to do that is is Jewish horror.
0: Excellent. Well, I'm really excited to see that project develop. Um, Thank Thank you you. so much for your time today. You've done a really amazing job of taking us through your book, telling us about your thinking about horror beyond the book. Um, Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share before we wrap up?
1: Just that it's been a pleasure speaking with you, Max, and I I, I. I am an admirer of your work as as well, and I think of you uh, among many many other uh, uh, great young scholars working to make horror studies uh, uh, a field that matters. And uh, you know, your your work and your energy is 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 something that that uh that 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 keeps us all going so so thank you and uh, it's been great to talk with you about this and looking forward to to further conversations
0: that's very kind Adam I really appreciate that uh, so thank you for your time today Adam Lowenstein professor of film and media studies the book is horror film and otherness there's a link for a discount code on the episode page so please check that out and Take care, bye.